I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's go back to 2011 with Squidge. Let's look at the World Cup again with Squidge. Hello and welcome to Squidge Rugby World Cup Retrospective. I don't, do we still call it the World Cup Retrospective when it isn't a World Cup being retrospectivized? Um, Retros- I would call it the Squidge Christmas Retrospective, where we cool. look back on a past Christmas from 2011. Uh, that's how we're going to play it today. Hello, welcome and a very Merry Christmas to you at home. I am joined today by, I was going to say, I was going to call you elves. I don't like that. I'm not going to do that. No, that, that implies a hierarchy on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, and I do not feel like the Santa Claus amongst us. No. Um, I'm joined as ever by Mr. Will Owen. Hello, who you've heard. Yeah, I'm very festive. Ho, ho, ho. And then two returning guests. We have Tom Savage of the Free Red Kings. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. I'm, Good. I'm, like I said, I, re- I regret not getting something festive. I was looking quickly around the room here. Is there anything I could use? And there's literally just there's a black leather belt over there. And that's about it. But I've been stretching <laughs> to try and make that kind of festive. So. You're in your Fifty Shades room. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's a scarf, which is a nod yeah. to winter, I suppose. But we'll I'll just have to leave it at that. Hey, look, I'm wearing a tote bag. I'm wearing a red tote bag on my head in the <laughs> without a Santa hat. I, that had the impression of something that was specifically <laughs> festive. It, it, it certainly fit. It is the bag from the Format Festival, an international photography festival that I volunteered at last year because my friend is one of the organ- or was sort of organising stuff for it and they were short on volunteers. So when the Six Nations finished, I helped out for a week and they gave me a tote bag in return. Nothing but the best. <laughs> Absolutely. Highest quality. And we're also joined by Wales Online's Ben James. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm amazed I've been invited back. No, no, it's, it's an um, absolute pleasure. All the listeners will be delighted to hear that this week we're actually covering Eddie Murphy's Raw, which we've all watched for the first time. I haven't um, watched it. I yeah. haven't watched it. No, I, watched, I, just, I just watched the trailer for The Mule. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen the film yet. I, it's, it seems too long. I, Tom, are you aware of The Mule? No, the animal, yes, but anything other than that. <laughs> yeah, there's a film that Clint Eastwood made called The Mule. Where which he directed, produced, etc., and stars in, where he plays an elderly gardener who gets involved as like a, a I drug have mule. Seen this. Yes, I have seen this. Yes, yes, and yes. he has three, three, no, he has two threesomes and sex with another woman, all of them in their twenties. <laughs> Despite Clint Eastwood being like seventy odd, and he's not, it's not like he's playing a version of the old Clint Eastwood character where he's kind of all cool and has like a cigarette hanging out his mouth. No, he's playing like a dodgy old gardener. He assumes because he was once a massive movie star, it must be like everyone's life that just younger women want to sleep with you constantly. It's incredible. None of it it's makes any sense. Guy, like he, he was probably like in his forties when their parents were being born. It's yeah. very weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pensioner porn, isn't it? That's what it is. <laughs> it's basically he has threesomes and he is able to drive his own car legally and safely. That's that's all pensioners yes. want. 
<laughs> pensioner porn is a niche category on now tv but you'd be surprised how much they have under it know that we just get to tell our rugby podcast no no, no it's not yeah. it's a rugby podcast amazed how quickly we got to the mule to be honest i apologize yeah no 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 it's 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 very welcome there's another great bit where he oh man right okay and no, i've started it so i'll finish because i'm my mastermind <laughs> where he is he runs into a family who've broken down on the site and he goes over and helps them. And as he's helping, because it's a, it's a black family, as he's helping them sort of, you know, fix their wheels or their tires or whatever, he says, isn't it nice to help these Negroes out? And they look at him like, what? What Christ. did you just say? And then he goes, oh, is that not okay? Should I not have said that? And then the one was like, no, don't say that ever again. And he says, oh, so what should I say? And he said, I don't know, just call us like black or just, you know, people. And he's like, huh, okay. And then drives off. And you never see that family again. There's no reason for that scene to be in the film. You could cut it and you'd never notice. I'd love if it wasn't even scripted. It just happened. <laughs> yes. driving hats and it's just like, there we go. <laughs> leave, it the, leave it in. It's the catering firm, Clint. Just leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think there's no method acting has gone on there. <laughs> it's, it's a sick time this week, Clint. We can't keep all of them in the film. I was just thinking, mentioning the last podcast, mm. I don't remember doing the last podcast that we did because I was mashed off my heads on medication. Oh. <laughs> I okay. think I remember this one. Okay. <laughs> I think, but I thought that back then too, I'd bet. Mm. So okay. it's all new. It's not too late to get some drinks in if you don't want to remember this one either. Oh God, no, then it'd be just go, like, that'd be peak sloppy Tom. Can't have that on a podcast. Not when there's a video rolling. You know, you say that there was medication involved. I feel like that was maybe deliberate that you didn't want to remember coming on this podcast. Possibly. Possibly. Look, I can't speak for what past Tom was thinking going into that because I I have no memory. I just disavow everything that I said or did in that podcast. I I, I, I remember watching back a little bit of it and just like, I'm not going to listen to like the thing is I never, I never listened to any of my own stuff. Anyway, so I'm just like, I'm not, not listening to that. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's all good. And yeah, I don't know what we said or did in that podcast. So oh, you said some outrageous things. I bet that the hate mail, the death threats I was getting in. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's many my last podcast. I stand by everything. Cause I listen to it every day. If anything, <laughs> I could have been stronger. <laughs> you know? Go on, go on. Give us an example. <laughs> um, you know, Jamira Ch- is a great person. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus is underrated. Oh, that, absolutely. That goes without saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a wonderful physical oh, actress. Yeah. Just the best. <laughs> and yeah, what else? What game did we even do? Was it Wales Samoa? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In theory, that was the game we watched, not the one we talked about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toulouse Levea was. An utter bag of shit in that game. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah to the was. point in which his teammates called him out on Twitter for being shite, yeah. which is a new high or a new low, a new something. It's definitely very far in one direction or the other. Yeah. We discovered after watching that game that Eliotta Fulmanus Apollo had tweeted saying, if we had Tusi PC playing for us at 10 instead of Levea, we'd have won the match, which is peak Sapolu. <laughs> which we after every true. game, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the reason that Tusi PC has to play every single Samoa fixture. They're just trying to avoid Sapolu tweeting that again. <laughs> oh, you're you're all hyped to be facing uh, Australia and Fiji again in the next World Cup. Oh, oh. can't wait! Can't wait. 
Yeah. yeah. Rugby Groundhog Day. It was beautiful. I just wish I tweeted about it beforehand because it was just, it was a cast iron certainty that it was going to happen. <laughs> you see, I figured out the other day that the last time Wales played in the World Cup and didn't play Fiji, I was six. And the next time it happens, I will be at least 30. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's great. Like, isn't it's like all the 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 takes that you have, and that you know that seems to be coming around. Look, oh, Fiji could be a danger to Wales in this World Cup. You can just reuse the same stuff over and over again. Like, I would like to see news outlets reuse the exact same articles, just change some of the player names and the date. Yes, if they could get away with it, and whether anybody would notice, I think that you could. Thank you for the tip. I do I think we should just send out. <laughs> we should just send out the 2017. Oh wait, no, that's a terrible idea. Never mind. No, Alfie's just have a rerun of that. Let's, but... let's, let's pretend it's a reality show and send Alfie out. Yeah. <laughs> Say we're remaking old scores. I mean, Alan Wynn will still be playing. He Alan Wynn will definitely still. Yeah, mm-hmm. he'll still be playing in like 2099 when we eventually don't draw Fiji. Yeah, Nicky Little will happily come out of retirement. I'm sure. 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 I'm not sure how well, like, how Luscombe's doing, but... <laughs> so, of the next World Cup will be the 10th World Cup. In eight of them, Wales will have played Australia. And the only one in which they didn't, or the only two in which they didn't, the final was England against Australia. There's right. just a fun little, fun little yeah. thing for you. Yeah. yeah. So 2003, and, and any one of them, Ireland have gotten any further than the quarterfinal. <laughs> I'd say... You... And probably again this time, so it's just like... <laughs> like, speaking of Brooklyn Groundhog Day, yeah. Yeah. Rugby Groundhog Day, you hype for the quarterfinal exit. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much either France or New Zealand. Assuming we even get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. As, as long as it's Groundhog Day, I've got my review of that. Well, disappointing, but we're going to go for the next one. Next one is going to be <laughs> the big one. If you were to put, take a random guess at how many World Cups time you think it will be that I'll finally make a semi final? Um, well, look, I think that it's certainly possible that it could be the next time. But I've said that the last time too. So <laughs> it just could go on indefinitely. I think like a lot of the, 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 the hot young guys that are coming up for Ireland at the moment could possibly do it because they just aren't weighed down by failures past. But again, I think that's something that just might just weed its way in regardless of whether they're aware of it or not. So I often like think about like Leinster's success in the Pro 14 as of late and think like, what's the point? Like, what have they got to gain? And then, oh, no, no, they've got a World Cup semi-final to gain eventually. So there is, there is an end game. Yeah, it's just like, it's like that thing where you kind of, every time it comes up to the World Cup, you're thinking, do you know what? This time, they're dark horses. I mean, going in last time, it's just like, we were world number one for a hot minute there back in 20, 2018. So, hey, it might, it might work this time. And then, no. Once the, the loss to Japan happened, it was just sort of like, okay, <laughs> let's just prepare in advance for this now. I know we've beaten Scotland, but... Yeah, that's a shrug. <laughs> yeah, that's for anyone listening at home. Tom the Miller. most visible of shrugs. <laughs> yes, it, to be fair, it was. It was the, yeah, it was the kind of shrug you could hear. I had a really funny point, but I've forgotten it now, so never mind. Oh, nice. Um, it was going to be really. It was going to be wait, genuinely wait. like top three. It's just great podcasting. That's what it's I love. Really <laughs> we do this, have a Ben is... James laugh track that we could use there. So. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't tell if you edited that in or not. To be honest, just because it's sort of so monotonous and generic, my laugh. I couldn't tell whether you put it in after or if I genuinely started laughing at opportune <laughs> moments. <laughs> Uh, it's a good way of making myself feel better about 
comedy just using other people's laughs and pasting them all the time so thanks for the tip again (laughs) so nominally instead of a game we figured what we could do and there's a bit of me in the back of my head still trying to remember that really funny thought i had um, I'm going to oversell and remember in about 50 minutes time or tonight I'm going to wake in the Is night it a and joke be like about back wearing scrum caps oh <laughs> that would be really good wow um, it's probably just like a pun on Anton Dupont or something um, <laughs> more like Anton good Dupont <laughs> okay so Basically, what we did is instead I sent out, I looked for any rugby clip that seemed to happen in 2011. And one of them admittedly happened in 2012. Um, (laughs) So we figured instead, let's look at what happened with Christmas and rugby in 2011. And should we start with one of the free (laughs) clips that we came across, which is Sky Sports' advert for that Christmas which had a load of snowmen playing rugby and was 14 seconds long. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's down on my YouTube is 13 seconds long. So you're overselling it here. I don't, I don't want to make assumptions and conflate things, but a couple of years after they lost the rights to the premiership, didn't they? <laughs> yes. And I can only assume it's because they spent the entire budget on the, the CGI for this. Yeah. <laughs> there was no expense spared. It was great. I, I liked how it kind of ended up being that sort of like, it could have been a clip from that film, you know, The, the Thing. <laughs> um, where there's this, this weird like just mesh of people together after playing rugby and it's just like body horror in a Christmas thing this is brilliant I love this <laughs> yeah I, exactly it's like the centre of a Venn diagram a really niche Venn diagram isn't it it's like someone someone showed David Cronenberg the 2011 World Cup and went what are you going to do mate oh I said it at Christmas wearing a jumper yeah, basically, it's a load of snowmen playing rugby and they end up merging together when they try to tackle each other into yeah. one, which is a solid punchline as well. I mean, the main thing that gets me is that one of the snowmen manages to drop kick the ball. Yes. Despite the lack feet. of feet. Yeah. yeah. So they use their lower torso, I suppose, to drop kick a ball, which is a very impressive skill. Yeah. And, you know, sign up I, think, up. I always think, I think Hollywood's always been very lax on the physics of snowmen. Um, to, to the point of lunacy, um, you know, the, the, the film Jack Frost, no, that would actually happen in real life. I just want that oh. on the record. And is it a thing that it is the water that is magic or <laughs> the fact that they, they are frozen, that the cold has made them magic? Or was it all, was the water that made them snowmen always magic? So, and if someone drinks that water, what happens? You start flying like the kid in that fucking yeah. thing, you know, the walking in the air. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Where is he getting that water from? And <laughs> you start walking. Thing, I don't like it. Until you have a piss, which you hopefully don't do midair, and just <laughs> falls flat to ground. Here's, here's a suggestion. The snowman in The Snowman is the same snowman that is wearing a scrum cap in this uh, advert. Wow. I mean, Ali Jones. Yes, Alan Jones. Song to praise is Alan Jones. <laughs> yeah, Alan Jones wears a scrum cap. In Soft this. rock enthusiast Alan Jones. What is the definition of soft rock? Where does it stop? <laughs> like who is soft rock, but then who goes into middle of the road, which I would say would be a slightly different genre. Sedimentary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. That, was a, that was a, like an old jog. Me remembering one of the three things from the GTC geography. Yep. <laughs> it's not yet. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
sorry, there's an interesting philosophical question on the nature of music posed. Bon Jovi is soft rock. Mm. But I yes. would say that Keen are middle of the road, even though they sometimes have a rock-esque type sound. Did you say Keen? Keen, yes. You th- Wait, so do, are we saying that middle of the road is harder than soft? Yes. No, okay. it's, it's, no, no it's, it's softer than soft rock. It would be... Okay, good. Because okay. that almost became questionable. Asphalt. Yeah. Like yeah. You, look at, you look at like Keen, very middle of the road. But Bon Jovi, you couldn't say he was middle of the road, but you could say he was soft rock. Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah. That's the, I don't think anybody's ever referred to Keen as rock. I don't think that's ever like... Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like Keen. Yeah, I don't dislike Keen. I remember one of, one of our university lectures in a sport and sociology lecture once used Keen as an example of why people in sports should do drugs. It was a horrible <laughs> <convoluted laughs> metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> we so much more context there. We need so many but more details. Basically, I think the, the, the point was, should people in sport do drugs? Because if you just allowed drugs across the board, you'd have like a fueled Olympics where people are like doing the 100 metres in three seconds and then exploding at the finish line. So the point they used was music without drugs is keen, but music with drugs, and for some reason they didn't use like Janis Joplin or anyone like that. They used Alien Ant Farms to cover of um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> of, all, of all the drug fueled music to have used, <laughs> it's, it's like a late 90s, you know, scar sort of <laughs> punk uh, version of a Michael Jackson song. I have some news about David Bowie. <laughs> he might have and uh, you know take this with a pinch of salt or a pinch of something else as it may be but i have a feeling he wasn't always sober the story about station station to station where he said jason statham to jason statham yeah where he you know when david bowie made a shot for shot remake of crank um it was very very good where he played every single role but in different outfits there's a great scene in chinatown where he has sex with himself which is genuinely footage i would pay money to see no so that bowie's story about station station to station (laughs) which i can say is he said i know it was recorded in berlin because i read it in the sleeve notes (laughs) he was so off his face the entire time he was making that record it was like you on that island podcast (laughs) (laughs) that he just has no memory of doing it at all yeah, it's it's like because my meds for the for the for the schizophrenia stop me from like going like really insane, but they're good sometimes in that it just I just get to lose entire stretches of days where it's just like I'm I'm sure I wasn't doing anything dramatic then, otherwise I'd remember it. If it was any good, I'd remember it. Wow. So that goes to show you how bad I think my podcast was. <laughs> um, Robbie, if you were yes. to. So you know that that scene you were just saying because having not seen it, the scene of David Bowie having sex with himself. Yeah. Please, could you give us sort of a frame by frame comparison of that and the snowman all yeah. colliding into each other okay. and playing rugby sure. in a ruck? I have one question which I always ask: Was it shot tastefully? <laughs> so there were oh the amount of callbacks here, man. Uh, there were. There wasn't a crowd, weirdly, for the rugby match to say this was the final of the Snowman Cup. Also, for some reason, there was only like two or three players on the side, which... Everyone else was sent off. Yeah, and yet Basically, they did a drop kick to the, restart. They didn't the thing that it. they've not said on this yeah, yeah. Okay. is that there's a sin bin 
and the referee's weirdly nowhere to be seen. I assume the referee's <laughs> melted a human from the sim bin. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the sim bin, they send them to a really warm place. And then sadly, a yellow card means you're there for 10 minutes, but that's too, that's too long. They can't make it back in time to come back onto the pitch. So it's effectively the same as a red. So they're back down to three players at this point. But that, the equivalent for human beings is that they sat on spikes like Sonic the Hedgehog style. <laughs> and you just had to sit down on something that was potentially lethal when you went into the sim bin. There's the specific sim bin they have at Toman Park now where mm. it looks really comfy. The Mr. Bin Man sin bin. I have sat <laughs> on that. When they launched that, I was invited up there for the launch of the Mr. Bin Man sin bin. So they had me up there doing press, but... For the thing, they wanted three players to come down and to throw rugby balls into wheelie bins for a challenge. And but what they wanted me to do was to commentate on it. So because ah. like the, I, I hadn't done commentary at this point, but it, it didn't really matter. So what happened was that I rocked up at Thoma Park on the day. All these guys are there. Doug Howlett is there. All these guys are are, are kind of milling around with all these fellas in suits. The players have arrived. They've got their gear on and they're getting ready to film the the skit. So I'm wondering, well, like, what's my role going to be here? So somebody gives me a mic and they go, you might just try that on there. And I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And it's the Tannoy mic for the entire no. <laughs> So They had me trying to, uh, doing commentary as the players were trying to throw the ball in. And I can actually really sympathize with Dan Carter later in the bit where I had to do things live with a camera on me while my mic was over the Tannoy that could be heard all the way up and down the streets of Limerick outside. And it was the worst performance live that anybody has ever seen. So bad they didn't use it in the bit <laughs> and had me re-record it afterwards live <laughs> at home on a mic. They said, look, here's some of the lines you could use. So I just had to be, be like re-recording, looking at the script and kind of going, oh, they've put it in. So like I was doing it, when I was doing it live in the stadium, it was basically shouting, and kind of going, oh, he's got it in. Oh, oh, oh. And then like the like, but the mic was moving all over the place. So the sound, it was just the worst. Nightmare. And I, I mean, even yeah. asked me to take a photograph of myself on the sin bin. And I wanted to make it look like I was really mad that it was after being sin binned. <laughs> but your man said, you look like you've been concussed. So I was just <laughs> okay. And they didn't use that either. It was the worst publicity performance <laughs> that anybody has ever seen. What, and my what, only purpose afterwards was to share it. Just like, could you share yeah, that yeah. piece? And I did. <laughs> it was just desperate. But it is a very comfy seat. Well, I was going to say, what we want to know is on the scale of one being spikes from Sonic the Hedgehog and ten being a bed of snow, how comfy is that seat? I would say it's a seven or eight. Only okay. not an eight, maybe a seven if it's, if, it's, if it's been raining because the rain just sits uh... on it. The first guy to ever be sent to that sin bin was John Muldoon when he used to play for Connacht. And he was flat out refusing to sit there, but they had to say, look, you must sit there. That is the sin bin. <laughs> and he just really hated it sitting down there. And he's the first guy to ever do it. But it's like, it, it, like it does hold a lot of water on it if you're sitting on it. Uh, but it is quite comfortable relative to like a little stool or something like that. You get to seem like you're kind of Thanos for a second, kind of looking over <laughs> all you've surveyed after you've been set off for you know, decking a guy or something. I love that they enforce that on grown adults. Like, no, you have to sit there and think about what you've done. <laughs> Is it, the naughty just, step. Yeah, is it just the away team that have to do it? Or is it Munster? Do they share the same one? 
they have to sit in this like you like is in it the whole deal was that they sponsor they like they're sponsoring Munster so like that's there for Pro 14 games it's not allowed there for the Champions Cup games but both right. sides have to sit there that's the that's so the designated what if two players in the bin at once I was going to say if for instance like up on the lap. <laughs> yeah the famous one when Paul O'Connell and Jamie Cudmore got sent off at the same time like for example that right they get sent off for punching each other do they have to sit next to each other in the sim bin because I'm I, I mean I'm no advisor on this kind of thing but that seems kind of problematic i think if there's two guys off at the same time they will probably have to have one sit somewhere else whoever gets there first gets to have the big boy seat <laughs> and then if somebody else has to go sit on some you know an upturned little you know tray for holding water bottles you just have to sit down there and just take your punishment but it's yeah. like i would like to see them look to try and squeeze the two there together like you see kids for christmas squeeze yes. them in a big piece and just like hey yeah we're here for 10 minutes let's try not fuck the heads off each other I think the other one should have to do like community work. Should have to like fill up the opposition's water bottles uh, <laughs> yeah. for the ten minutes while they're off. No, I like the thought of that being Munster's home advantage. Is our players that get binned get a really comfy seat. You always have to sit on Sonic the Hedgehog spikes. <laughs> also, I so I remember because I you know went to Tillman Park weirdly at the st- still this year, which feels mad, and like, you can hear those tannery announcements from like the petrol station down the road. And I love the thought of, because I imagine it was just like a Tuesday or a Thursday or something that you would just, you know. It was you know. a midweek, yeah. regular day. Just and some guy. script or something, because they said, oh, look, we're going to do it. And yeah. it's rocking up there and it's just like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the thought of people just walking down the road nearby or someone just filling up their car and just hearing this, and um, Doc Howlett has... <laughs> Yeah, it look if it was even that good, it probably would have made it into the video. But it was just like it was Reese Marshall, Andrew Conway, and Alex Wooten that were there right. on the day doing it. And it was just like Reese Marshall was great crack, Andrew Conway was all business, and Alex Wooten okay. was really cool as well. But like Andrew Conway was just like in the end, and this is just a behind the scenes bit here. The whole thing was that you were supposed to generate like you know, or somebody like the three players were competing against each other to win. Uh, a free wheelie bin or something, whatever it was. Oh no, there was a small little plastic wheelie bin trophy that I had to award them at the end. Right. So who won? The, they had to do it. Where who won? Yeah, nobody won. But they made it that it looked like it was Alex Wooden that won at the end because R- they were rugby was the winner. Yeah, rugby, <laughs> winner, yes. wheelie bin so was the winner. Be, you know, like, like hooker, you know, like throwing in at the lineup but trying to get it into a wheelie bin. And it was going on for ages and ages. And you know when everybody's kind of starting off, it's like, oh, this is really fun. This is really yeah. good. It kind of got to the point afterwards where kind of people were just kind of going, <laughs> could somebody just do something? And eventually they had to do, through the magic of editing, make it so that it looked like Alex Wooden threw it from the stand into the wheelie bin, which didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it's him going like this, kind of throwing it in the stands. And then I afterwards had to pretend, is this? Is it in? <laughs> and then somebody just went and dropped the ball into the fucking wheelie bin. And then we had to do the thing where it's presenting him the, the the little plastic yellow trophy. And it was just like, oh my God. I wonder where Alex Wilson keeps that trophy. <laughs> it, oh. he, didn't, he didn't keep it. They kept it. Oh, thrown at lines by the sound of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you remember the, the All Blacks did that All Black Skills video before? Yeah. Where there was loads of... And, it was most likely edited. Um, and then the Wallabies, or no, the Waratahs took the piss out of it by doing a similarly edited thing where, they, you know, Kurt Beale would throw the ball and then the camera would be right next to the, the bin and then it would freeze for a minute 
and then there was like you could see the ball going down on a piece of string. I feel like it, it was, that's the image I have in my head of Alex Wilson throwing the ball from the stands. Oh yeah, it was just like I think it was even something like ridiculous, like a kind of an out the back kind of pass like that, and it was just like my fake selling of it it never more felt like I was doing really bad pro wrestling than that moment literally shouting into my mic that I have while reading it off a piece of paper that I printed out and it was just like <laughs> and I was just like look I wish I'd just been given this piece of paper in the stadium rather than just the mic and off you go do whatever it is you do <laughs> which we're not quite sure of because apparently you're here to commentate which you have never done <laughs> <laughs> where's Elliot Daly when you need him yeah, Elliot Daly, the king of putting rugby balls in pins, which is a title I'm sure he really wanted when he was a child. Never mind playing in a World Cup final and playing for the Lions. No, I want to be the king of putting rugby balls in pins. Where was he? That's, That's still the coolest thing he's ever done. That's what he'll be remembered for, isn't he? He's one yeah. of four men to have played for and against the Lions, and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait, just, did he? Uh, yeah. He, he played, played for the Barbars, bar bar, didn't he? 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. did Hooky. Who are the other two? Payne and oh, uh, Ricky uh, Flutie. Flutie, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Trivia. There we go. Mm. Um, <laughs> I... Just a pretty face. <laughs> pretty face and a beard. I, uh, there was someone I used to know who used to be adamant that the word trivia was pronounced trivia. And every now and again, I say trivia in the hope it'll piss him off. That he'll somehow hear about it in the universe somewhere. <laughs> he'll just somehow like his spider sense will go and he'll just feel annoyed inexplicably. I think that's sense. I think that I think he's right. It's like yeah. hors d'oeuvres. It's hors d'oeuvres. Well, dilemma is spelt dilemna, and I am I am one of those who will spell dilemma with an N. You disgust um, me. Yeah. Speaking of when, when, when do you when do you spell it that much? Like apart mm. from typing out the lyrics to the the Kelly Rowland song, well, when would you be? Look, that's something I do <laughs> about three times a week. So it happens quite often. Uh, can, we, can we talk about the fact but, that she was texting in that video using a spreadsheet? What? It, was, it, was, it was Excel on her. It was Excel, wasn't it? It's, yeah, it's like, it is, I don't remember much about Kelly Rowland, except she was in Destiny's Child and she was sending texts on Excel. That's really the only two things that I remember about Kelly Rowland when it comes to like what she has done in her life, which is a bad way for me to boil down what has been a very successful career. But it's just one of those things, Excel and being a backing singer, Destiny Show. She is also Will Rowland's older sister. That's that's very true. I looked yeah, it up after the lyrics video, but it's dead. I'm sorry. I need to check this out. I need to have a look at this. Dile- oh, I'm just showing an advert uh, first. So there's currently a man being spray tanned. Are you watching a different um, one on my Dilemma? <laughs> there's this whole this whole, um, this whole yeah. No, it's called Dilemma, the which is annoying. With Welcome to Nellyville or something like that. That's my favourite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is she? Right. So so she's texting on a spreadsheet. Where are we? Oh, it's like blokes sitting on cars and that. I'm not seeing... Oh, there we are. Okay, here we are. Oh, she's... Okay, right. I'm going to describe what I'm seeing. I'm fast-forwarding the video now. Yeah, she has one of those little, like... It's a Nokia phone. It's got, like, a full keyboard... Uh, yes, that appears to be a spreadsheet, and she's just dropped it on the floor. It looks expensive, but she's dropped it on the floor. This isn't interesting. Sorry. How are yeah, we? No, I was just thinking there, like, it's a pity that Nelly didn't get into politics, because I think I would like the idea of, like, Nelly reading out very serious news about an impending lockdown or something like that, but it's Nelly with the, yeah. little, the little thing on his... A little plaster, a little well. plaster there. I think that's that's something that we've missed out on in this particular universe. Although the whole, the whole pandemic thing, 
I think it's overdone at this stage now. <laughs> so I would like I would like to break it up a little bit with Nelly being elected to high office. <laughs> I mean, why not? I concur. Yeah, that's, that's highly <laughs> fair. I think. Yeah. Flavor Flav involved. The big question, Minister for Defence, is is yes. Nelly soft? <laughs> is Nelly soft rock? Well, yes. Sure. Yeah, Nelly would. Nelly is soft rock. Nelly is everything. We got Nelly is life. We got the bottom of that very quick. <laughs> should also, we have a look an at excellent yeah, elephant? I was going to say, should we have a look at Dan Carter and Richard McCaw? Yes. Um, I was going to say, speaking of really boring people with Elliot Daly, we've we've managed to pick out the next most boring person in the world after Elliot Daly, and that is Mr. Daniel William Carter. So, in 2012, Dan Carter and Richie McCaw recorded a Merry Christmas video saying Merry Christmas to the masses, to all of the the great unwashed public uh, who do not have all black caps from the rugby site. And I believe we've all watched this. I watched this about four times in the 10 minutes before we started recording. So it's very fresh in my mind. Well, you've basically just described everything Richie McCaw says. Then Dan Carter just says, eat well and drink lots. Classic Dan. (laughs) There's one thing that is classic man. He's always the party animal. It's like, yeah, cool. I will. It's like it's great. I love. I love the aesthetic the whole time of where Dan looks like he's got a gun on him during the during the segment, where it's just like you yeah. either read this out or you and your family are dead. And he just did the most average job he could have done, which is good. <laughs> it's okay. It's like you've saved your family with this, but you won't be winning any awards for your delivery in this one. And I, and I also like Richie McCaw's little cowboy hat. Which is uh, just yeah. a fantastic. <laughs> he looks. He looks like he's just got out of a Hindu in Walkabout. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like, he, he looks like he's come out of Walkabout in Cardiff on match day. <laughs> if he like, was he's wearing not tight black excuse. jeans and a Wales jersey, he is every woman you'd see in Cardiff on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> with that haircut, <laughs> the Richie McCaw haircut, <laughs> which you're like... always seeing on Chip Alley. It's it's one of those things like when you're recording a message for the rugby site at seven and you have to appear on Jonathan at eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Richie McCall can't wait to get that hat off. Like, before the video's finished, he's taking it off and he looks so uncomfortable wearing this hideous red cowboy hat. In the back, of his, head, in the back of his head, he's there like, Colin Meads never did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love that, like, that those are. Probably guys you could argue are two of the best players in their positions ever. Hot and tight. they're there with just like, yeah, you just need to uh, remember to eat and drink lots. And uh, <laughs> Richie McCaw is doing some nonsense with a fucking cowboy hat on. And it's like, <laughs> this is part of your legacy, like it or not. But I would have liked instead of doing a Christmas message like that, that instead they sat them down and got them to read out generic tweet replies to their main accounts on video of the most generic things that they could possibly be be, be said like because i have this weird thing whenever i see a player making a post of some kind like be it mm-hmm. some sponsor thing or whatever else i like to look at the account and then go down at the replies and not mm-hmm. look at the nasty ones look at the ones that are very generic and look at the ones that are just the most what's the most bland like non-offensive thing because i have a, a theory that the most non-offensive thing you can say is i like beans not that you love beans <laughs> But that you 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 like beans, you're okay with beans, and beans are an inoffensive food. So I would look. I like to go down for the equivalent of I like beans in those replies, and it's stuff like you know, did, did you practice the hack a Dan? 
you know, or, you know, did you have a good day week of training this week, Richie? And it's just like all of these pro players with just the most ridiculously banal replies. I love them. And they should just get them a sheet of paper to read those out and just be like, yeah, I, I did practice okay. hacker this week. <laughs> <laughs> just in the mirror. Just Anna was busy. She was doing something else. <laughs> She had a gun to her head recording a video on behalf. Right. Let's play let's play this game. Let's each name a pro player and we'll try and find the most mundane response to a recent tweet. Ben, do you want to start? Tell um, me a, a player from the last 10, 15 years. Or someone that would be on Reece, Twitter. Reese Webb, because he, he, he always you know, he, he always tweets stuff like just help the granny across the street. Stuff like that. She, she, she didn't even need to go across the street. But you're going across <laughs> she was going the other way. And he just, <laughs> just grabbed her and he's just dragged her across the street. So I reckon he'd get a decent. Now, we've got either <laughs> Reese Webb isn't on Twitter anymore or he's blocked me. And he's honestly 50 <laughs> 50. I don't know which way it's going to go. I have a feeling I'm also blocked by Reese Webb. Uh, I can't remember why, but I feel like it's over to you, Ben. I'm probably not blocked by him because everyone accuses Wales online of loving him. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I can't find him. Ah, clearly okay. he's deleted his Twitter. Has he, delete- he has a few, okay. We're... That's fine, that's fine. There's only so many Ospreys players I can take being blocked by. And yeah. like, I get it. Oh, you know, like, how, many Ospreys, Jack- how many Ospreys players have blocked you? So James Hooks blocked me, which is fair enough. Keelan Giles like, has blocked Yeah, you. yeah, we've got a history. Keelan, I was going to say, Keelan Giles has blocked me, but I get that. It was after I'd been tweeting shit about the Ospreys in general. And yeah. like I love Keelan Giles, I will stand up for him all day. But I completely get why he, you know, if you're part of this environment, you wouldn't want to see the guy constantly talking shit about you on Twitter whenever mm. you're logging in. So that's fine. Ashley um, Beck's blocked me. I don't know why. Really? I think it was because, like, when I was like probably twelve or thirteen, I probably replied something again like "I like beans" to Ashley Beck, and he probably just thought I don't really want this in my notifications. I don't want some weird twelve-year-old fan. <laughs> telling me that I did a good offload last week. I don't care. I fucking hate scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so know, Ricky, it's like that Ricky Gervais clip in. It's like, I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So that's my I'm theory. I'm by Keen Healy. And the reason no. why I'm blocked by Keen Healy, I think either I was just being obnoxious on social media, which is part of my brand, or you, after he got a yellow card, I think against Exeter, and I think I remember yes. tweeting, not atting him or anything, just yeah. going, Keen Healy's a lucky boy not to get a red there. Something <laughs> I know, blocked. I'm also <laughs> blocked right. by Nigel wow. Owens. Okay, he follows me, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm blocked by Nigel Owens, because one time I was referred to, referring to him as, 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 as Showtime Nigel Owens, and <laughs> uh, I, I would block me for that. Because um, <laughs> your surname uh, is an Owens, which is the confusing thing. I think that's why I... <laughs> And I'm I'm blocked. I'm also blocked by Fergus McFadden, which was a very weird one because I wasn't blocked by Fergus McFadden a couple of months, like a couple of months ago. And then after the whole thing about the the the, the whole incident with the Babas came out, then afterwards I went to just oh he's apparently after tweeting something, and I went back to to, to catch it again. I didn't say anything about it. It's blocked. Oh, preemptively but, blocked. So, so I'm blocked by James Haskell, and I re- I found out why this week. Okay, so previously I assumed just, you know, fair enough, whatever. I'd never really interacted with him, but, you know, is what it is. And, like, Alex Payne once mentioned me on a House of Rugby. And Haskell went, you know, never... <laughs> Yes, yeah, 
they have to it's Tindo, Pano and Hasco. It's, it's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big pain boy mentioned me on a house of rugby. <laughs> Uh, House of Pain, more like. And he said, like, have you seen any of the Squid Rugby stuff? And then Haskell went, no, the only YouTube video I've watched was some some virgin made a video about what a thug James Haskell is. Because obviously he just searches himself and he doesn't watch any video. I had never made a video He's about James Haskell. Probably so referring to... That's Andrew Ford, isn't it? Because Andrew Ford that makes did, the yeah. videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I also, I always love the logic Oh, of... yeah, Andrew. <laughs> 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 I love the logic of anyone, like, calling someone a virgin is the most virgin insult anyone can ever give, because it has this, like, really 13-year-old, like, connotation of, I don't know, it's a whole thing. Um, but I anyway, do enjoy that you just I, said Haskell called somebody a virgin, and Ben just goes, oh, that would be Andrew Ford, that would be it. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic virgin behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, so I discovered that Haskell has, so he'd never heard me back then, right? Which was not long ago, it was like early this year. I then recently noticed he'd blocked me because I was trying to open something. And I discovered this week, it's because he he found out I'd written for Blood and Mud way back before I started the channel. And he hates Lee from Blood and Mud so much that he blocked me by association. <laughs> Like, oh Christ! Why, why, why does he hate Leaf from Blood and Mud so much? <laughs> I love these these weird, like odd social media death vendettas about these guys who just despise each other, have never met each other, and they're like it's just like these dogs barking across fences at each other, but just like in person, they just be like, "Oh hi, how's it going?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just really enjoy the thought that when James Haskell went on I'm a Celebrity last year, he spent every night in the jungle having nightmares about some bloke from Northwest England. <laughs> What's that squidge after writing about me on blood and mud in the past? <laughs> it's him wake, waking he, Caitlyn Jenner up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Have you ever seen blood and mud? Oh, it's awful, <laughs> Caitlyn. You'd hate it. You'd absolutely, you'd bloody hate it, Caitlyn. Virgins, I tell you. <laughs> they always say we begin with a player's bottom. It's like twenty minutes in. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I, I, the I discipline bet he was on blood and mud, calling me a virgin and stuff. But that's not true because I've had lots of sex and I can prove it. <laughs> Yeah, I filmed it. I poor Doran Jones filmed me as well having sex, <laughs> and now it's on my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, James Haskell OnlyFans is inevitable. It is an inevitability. I've never thought about it before. Oh, it's, it's, but happened. It happen. it's happened. It's happened. It's <laughs> happening. Has he got a TikTok? He seems like the sort of guy to have a TikTok, and it'd be like him doing like miming videos, and then Richard Maybe just comes up in the background like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever think about how different the landscape of rugby media would be if James Haskell had a bigger penis? <laughs> There's the true reason he's blocked me. <laughs> Preemptively. That, well, there's still the video, that, the video of him um, sort of just losing his words on Sky Sports is still my favourite thing because it's it is such an easy thing to do. I, I've done yeah, it. Yeah. I've had stuff in my ear, but it's still just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you just asking yeah. that question about the difference of rugby landscape of James Haskell and a big penis. Can that be the title for your next video, please? <laughs> you definitely watch it then. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he'll be tweeting out hard proof if you if you disparage his length in any way. It's like, well, I will not have I will not have my length disparaged on a YouTube video. Not by the same guy who called me a virgin on blood and mud, no. Yeah, not the- Absolutely not. <laughs> well, if I what if but he must be a virgin but it's the virgin but it 
<laughs> I can sort of see the, like, the leaps of logic in James Haskell's mind. Constantly, yeah. I try I try not to put myself in James Haskell's head, uh, but every now and again it happens, and the image of Paul Doran Jones having sex is just lodged <laughs> there forefront at all times. I think the mere mortal mind wouldn't be able to handle the levels of banter inside James Haskell. <laughs> I just think you just go mad from all the banter in there. You'd just be a, a gibbering wreck. Over next to me in the psych ward, and just like, yeah, sorry, I just jumped into his head for for twenty seconds, and I just couldn't handle the banter. Uh, what, what a flanker! Uh... Is that it? Was not was not the title of his autobiography? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's the worst you, title of an autobiography. Do you, do you get what he's done there? Do you see what he's done? Oh, right? oh, it's, it's really it's, clever. Like a, again, hey, hey. I don't I don't want anyone's head to burn with too oh, much guys, banter. It's, uh, it's snowmen playing rugby. Wait, I, <laughs> It's funny you should mention the, the whole flanker-wanker thing because that comes into play in our third clip. Hold on, can um, I do my final... Well, well, can well, I do well, my well. other joke about... Dan oh, yeah, do as, move on. Yeah, 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 do as so, much as you want. <laughs> you ready for a joke? No. Um, so Dan Carter says, I hope everyone eats lots and then drinks lots. He says, eats plenty and drinks lots uh, and then goes out for a casual drive afterwards. He's even. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> It's a different world down there. <laughs> yeah, crack, crack a couple of spades and then take the youth. <laughs> Go for drive. Well, have, yeah. have, you, have you ever, have you ever like gapped out on a live thing where there's a live mic in front of you where you're live going out on the air oh. or 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 anything uh, at all live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's done things like and stuff like that. It, it is the worst. I've done it on radio two or three times and they keep asking me back. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's desperate where you're just like, you're in the middle of talking about something. I think I mentioned this the last time, but I kept mentioning about how whenever something bad happened in the, in the Monster game that I was commentating on, mm. I was just like, you know, well, Monster won't be very happy with that. But that somehow got stuck in a loop in my head, and that's all <laughs> I kept saying. So whenever there was, oh, they won't be very happy with that. They won't be very happy with that. And I looked at my mentions on Twitter half time, and it was just like, oh, they won't be very happy with that, will they? And loads of people, <laughs> no, take this mic off me. <laughs> no. Most of our reviews on on like iTunes for the podcast is Ben just says sort of like every third word <laughs> to the point where like my boss is, boss is like during the World Cup last year we had a meeting to sort of discuss about how the World Cup was going in terms of the coverage and the boss was like Ben you say sort of a lot it's a bit of a problem there. <laughs> I was like yeah absolutely absolutely I hear, I hear you and then I started saying absolutely every time someone finished something in the next podcast was like <laughs> we've noticed before that and listen out for this. Next time you hear Shane Williams commentate, oh, you will hear yeah. him say, to be honest or to be fair all the time. To be honest with you all yeah. the time. Every like sentence after every sentence, to be honest says with it. you. That's what amazed me about Shane Williams' commentate. I was at the, it was Scarlet against Cardiff Blues. That mm. was the first first Pro 14 game in Wales after lockdown. And so there weren't many people in there. And we're sort of, if you're familiar with Parker Scarlet's, the press box is in front of like the home sort of coaching box mm. and then the commentators are like sort of sat really far back in the stand and yet all I could hear through the first half was Shane I couldn't hear his co-commentator which kind of worried me because they're like well he's not doing this alone so who is presumably it was Eddie Butler or someone doing it for Premier but it's mm. just incredible all I could hear was Shane but didn't they space them out didn't they have them on different ends of the stadium because I remember them showing a, a shot of Sean Holly sat on his own, which might be for other reasons, but they, they definitely... <laughs> I'd imagine so. Yeah, 
Oh no, it was, and I remember BT did it definitely. They had. Oh, like... Holly, he's blocked me on Twitter, but with good reason because I have called him things on Twitter before. Yeah, sorry. All good friends on. of mine. All good friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I forgot what I was doing. Sorry. Oh no, 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 no! The other thing Richard McCall says in this video, right, is the rest of it. They're intercutting between Dan Carter and Richard McCall, kind of saying like, "I hope you have a merry Christmas. I hope you're having a great time. I hope everything's going well for you. I hope you know you eat lots and go out drink driving." And then Richie McCaw says, I hope in 10 times this wonderful game that we love so much is even better. And it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. There'll be rocket boots and force fields. It'll be amazing. <laughs> we'll go cyborg parts. <laughs> Wingers with jetpacks. Yeah. Keanu Reeves plays it now. And like the hybrid players that Eddie's talking about have like strains <laughs> of animal DNA in them. So you've got like, you know, like Maravitoje's parked giraffe. It's amazing. <laughs> the game now, you just wouldn't believe it. Game's gone now. Half human animal hybrids. I just, I don't, I don't enjoy it anymore. It's lost the boring. magic. Too boring. <laughs> like, do you think Richie McCaw saw like a young player? Like Dan Carter met a very young Richie Mwanga. Do you think he was so good that he just thought, right, rugby's out the window now. This is going to be a different game in ten years' time. And don't get me wrong, it is. But like, what did he mean? Like, what inspired him yeah. to say that? Is my point. There's no thread of logic like- that leads onto it. They think it's just live mic syndrome where (laughs) there's the mic in front of you. They haven't given you a script and you're just talking absolute nonsense and you can't stop yourself. It's a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) What am I saying? (laughs) He also says on behalf of myself, then he says Dan, who I presume is Carter. He says Victor, who I'm guessing must be Vito. Victor Vito? Yeah. Yeah. He then says Castro, who I presume is Fidel. Um, And then, and Sam. And I assume Uncle? I, oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. I, my first thought was Whitelock. Sure. But then again, he probably had been playing Test Rugby for two I years. I think he met Sam Malone from Cheers. <laughs> Big fan of Cheers is... is <laughs> I think Richie McCall grew up on Cheers. Not so keen on Fraser, but it was a bit too intellectual. Oh, yeah. A bit snooty. But um, yeah, 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 big fan of the working class Chicago <laughs> vibes in Cheers. Yeah, like I, I heard that in the podcast and it was this podcast just now. So I, I think that is like all those like um, references and uni things go doing the rounds on like Facebook and Twitter. Like, this came to me in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a completely verified source. Yeah. Um, so Richie McCaw is good friends with Fidel Castro. That's confirmed. That's yeah. good. That's all I need. And I, yeah, Victor Von Doom is the victor um, <laughs> from the Fantastic Four. And uh, any supervillains called Sam? It's not a very threatening name, Sam. No, unless, unless Sam from Lord of the Rings got a hold of the ring and decided to just yeah. lose his mind with New Zealand mm. reference there also. So that's <laughs> yes. very lovely. They know each other. They know each other. Everyone in New Zealand knows each As we found out, I remember the um, 2015 World Cup, me and Will went to New Zealand, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And we ended up talking to the guy sat next to us who, like, at half time just got out his phone and was like, Oh, this is Conrad Smith's number. And he was like, And then, like, my yeah, cousin's going out about, with Conrad um, you know, with Aaron Cruden. Yeah, yeah. Like, spending Christmas at Aaron Cruden's house. Yeah. Sounds like and, or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be there. That. He's not going to be there. Don't worry. Cruden's gone. I'm just going to break in. <laughs> it sounds like Jordy Barrett style. It sounds like one of those old jokes, you know, where it's just like, it sounds like Christmas in Hugh Hefner's house, but it's Aaron Cruden. <laughs> I just like, I like that. It's just like, I can imagine what kind of weird behavior you could associate with Aaron Cruden. I, 
I I imagine it as being like one of those really terrible Hallmark Christmas movies you see on Channel Five. <laughs> it's like Christmas and Aaron Croons. He's like, but he's off playing for the All Blacks. He's Didn't Aaron Croodon once get done for getting drunk the night before a test match? Yeah, he missed the flight. He missed the flight to play Argentina, I think it was. Come on, yeah. you're not getting drunk to work. What are you doing? <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. They, they, they call it champagne rugby, but they don't allow the champagne. <laughs> so you got mad is what it is. <laughs> What we need is Haskell to come here and tell the boy, tell them boys will be boys. Let the boys play. But you know, you know what's terrible, and it's, it, it relates <laughs> to the next clip. Okay, it's okay. seeing people's in-club nicknames or friend nicknames oh. revealed oh. to the entire world. It, there's nothing worse than like as in, oh, that's cheeks. That's Cheeks yes. over there. And it's just like, oh, Cheeks, is it? Like, where I'm from, nearby, there's this town and they've all got nicknames for each other. And they're mm. all very weird nicknames. Like, there, there's a guy whose nickname is Boat. And he's just like, well, why is that? Did he fall off? No, it's called Boat because he sails through life. And it's just like, oh. that's a very boutique nickname to give somebody that's not <sighs> just like and somebody else who I know who's called Shit Pants because one time he shit his pants on a school tour. So it's like... Exactly. That makes sense. There's those nicknames, and it's like I think I remember what was it? It was on the remember when there was all those rumors that the Queen was after dying, oh, yeah. and oh, the, the only evidence was the WhatsApp. Yes. What's that? Yeah. Like, all these fucking stupid names, and it was just like, well, if Bravo said it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it must was, it be was like, true. It was like Eggsy, Jono. <laughs> uh, that's the members of GLC. Um, like, <laughs> Mud Boy. <laughs> I remember that well. I remember that. That I. That's one of those things that comes back to me regularly. Because whatever reason, I'd wrote I, because it said in there that the embargo lifts at like seven a.m. about the Queen being dead. I'd woken up really early that morning, and I just spent it refreshing Twitter, looking for more sources, and really following that really closely. And it turns out that Jono the dog lied to us. Oh. But like, there was something all the more believable about it because. Like fuck, like like, Eggy or Egg, whatever his name is. Yeah. Like, well, if, if Eggy said it in WhatsApp, well, I mean, look, come on, <laughs> it must be true. If there's guys with those stupid nicknames. You can imagine the guys in the next clip, all the nicknames in their whatever the group oh, chat yeah. was back then. Maybe it's like you mm. send letters to a dead drop or something back in 2011, <laughs> and like they're coming up with, we should do a Christmas song. Mm. It'll be brilliant. You, all I'm saying the great is, thing about Eggy, Eggy, Eggy should um, be sent to the monster sim bin. No, the real prob- the real problem with Eggy is that he doesn't like beans. <laughs> oh no. Be- Use a sausage in the middle as a breakwater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like beans is a pest on a night out. Can't can't let beans have more than three points, like the gremlins. It turns into a real pest after three points. I don't think we've constantly got Wynn Jones standing between Eggie and some beans. Whenever he's in the supermarket, Wynn Jones has a follow in the middle, standing in the way so he doesn't make direct eye contact with the beans because it just causes him to flip like the Hulk whenever he looks at the beans. I do think they should change his nickname from Sausage to Savoury 99. <laughs> I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But it's a bit like when, like, you know, when you have, like, you and your friend has this kind of, like, you might have this weird inside joke that you have. Mm. And then you reveal that inside joke to somebody else and they're looking at it going, what is this stupid joke <laughs> you're laughing at? Yeah, yeah. And that's a bit like those, like those, those really kind of bad nicknames that you have in your group and once you say it outside it it's a bit like walking around a place with your you know with your fly open or something it's just like this isn't funny this is just embarrassing Mm, yeah um so you mentioned this yeah we've kind of we we've teased it william do you want to yeah sure so i just kind of searched on google you might have heard of it it's a search engine website thing um google.com jeeps isn't it yeah yeah i searched on google.com rugby christmas 2011 and found out that um it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) it was a conspiracy i found that nottingham rugby english championship side made a song in attempt to get to christmas number one according to the video description on youtube and yes i didn't read the description this is real (laughs) It was written and produced by fullback David Jackson. I think um, written is <laughs> taking yeah. liberties when you're just taking a 20-year-old song. Sure. David Jackson sure. tripped over on a keyboard and accidentally deleted some sections of an existing song. Yeah. Uh, I've just sent to the Zoom call. I, I transcri- attempted to transcribe the lyrics earlier. There's a few that are fairly inaudible, like one about a big fat oaf or something. So... I thought we could we could go through this, and for for the record, I got in touch with my friend Stuart uh, earlier today to ask who these players were because he used to follow Nottingham Rugby around this time. And they we have here Ayula Arinle, Tim Strether, who went on to play for Saracens, David Jackson, that, that fullback, and Nick Rouse, who also played for London Irish, are singing along here. We see Tim Strether playing guitar and David Jackson playing the bass. David Jackson wrote the lyrics to this. Music was before not written we get by into David the... Jackson. <laughs> before we get into the song itself, it's worth noting the video is so bad. Like, the yeah, video really bad. is badly edited and out of time, and it's not like they've just filmed them singing it. That would have been better. It takes, it takes one line, song... doesn't it, for it to fall out of sync? Yes. <laughs> and I love how they've tried to add in the sort of, the, well, this is in black and white now, because you're seeing behind the curtain of the recording of this very track. <laughs> And it's just like, it's very kind of like really budget, like Tom Chop E17 stuff. And it's just like, I'm just reading the start of it here in the document. And like, just yeah. the first bit is actually just crack me up here. It's Christmas Eve, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bland and generic. Like the reply, like the, the comments under the YouTube video are just perfect, bland replies. I love it. Oh. I put Rotherham. <laughs> The, as pokes, well. the we, pokes used Windows Movie Maker as well, I believe, didn't they? When they made yes. the uh, fairy tale in New York. We never played the game. We never played the blind reply game. We just got into Reese Webb isn't on Twitter. Reese Webb blocked me. You can you can get it with like guys like Paul O'Connell will generally have 
very bland reply. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I just, okay. I did a Twitter search earlier um, and found try... Toulouse Vianu a few months ago tweeted something about losing a game and someone just replied saying, next time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, someone I'm feeling a bit down about it, but then I realised, yeah, there is another game. There is a next time for me. Oh, Life brilliant. goes so, on. Paul O'Connell tweeted, the Lions are, tra- at Lions Official, are tradition, pride and ultimate, and the ultimate. Vodafone UK will bring you close to the Lions experience than ever before. Download the Lions app and help us at hashtag Unite the Pride. Right, Paul O'Connell, that clearly came directly from the heart. That is something he feels very deeply. Some great replies include Michael, who just tweeted, Tin. I presume referring to beans? A tin of beans? He probably likes beans. I love it. Well, yeah, Wait a minute. he doesn't like beans. Gromit? From Wallace and his profile picture is a picture of Gromit and his handle is at Gromit UK. <laughs> How many more of these egg chasing tossers have I got to block to stop seeing this shit? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Gordon Reed, but not that one, said sell out. <laughs> Taking Vodafone's filthy money. (laughs) Someone asked the question on all our lips and says, the ultimate what? (laughs) Here we go. Classic one. We met you at a bar in Bondi Beach the day the Lions, Lions emoji, had beaten Australia to win the 2013 series. As you say, it's very special for the fans. And then (laughs) then there's a photo of him with Paul O'Connell. And then someone just replied to that saying, gay. Oh my god, it's just, uh, these bland replies. And it's, oh. The more legendary the player, the more bland the replies. Yeah. Here's a great one. Paul, why are you wearing a poppy? The money service from buying a poppy goes to British Armed Forces, the same armed forces who have murdered tens of thousands of your fellow Irish men, women, and children. Question mark. Someone replied saying over 200,000 Irishmen have served in the British Army from World War One, and thousands continue to serve today. <laughs> To which he replied, you're clearly a traitor. <laughs> Poppy discourse oh, is very weird over here. <laughs> I, as a slight comparison, I want to again, Worcester Warriors fly half Billy Searle. Last was laugh emoji, you love to see it, hashtag clop out. Someone then replied saying, hashtag Searle out. And someone said, hashtag clop out is unreal. Clop, laugh cry emoji. As you say, it's better. The better the player, the better the quality of bland uh, <laughs> replies. Like trolling is trolling is 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 grand or whatever. I know that some people love that, but it's just like the blander the reply. I just like I can't imagine these people literally using calories they have ingested into their body to write the most bland thing possible into their phone and reply to something that a guy is a sponsored tweet that he cared so much about that he literally copied and pasted it from the email he was given <laughs> put this into your socials please <laughs> <laughs> did you like playing for someone did reply to him saying yes <laughs> if it's a question it gets bonus points as well yeah. like there's someone here replied saying well said billy fine who cares thanks sue but as I say, if it's a question, you want engagement, especially if it's someone who doesn't reply, like like Paul O'Connell. Yeah, then like, it's better. Yeah, like you look at it and you go, like I see guys all the time who are trying to get stuff off the ground, and they're yeah, trying yeah. to be a little bit spicy on their timeline. So they like they tag a player in some thing they're doing. Mm. Hey, 
you know, player. Do you want to make more tackles in the next game, maybe? <laughs> and it's just like, that is just hilarious, but not for the reasons that you think. <laughs> that you think, <laughs> oh, he's going to see this and he's going to reply and I'm going to be made. <laughs> yeah. Yes, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> I intend to make one more tackle next time. I've just gone on uh, Brian O'Driscoll's most recent Instagram post and seen somebody's commented just saying QQ and another person just replied saying classic Brian. <laughs> In fairness, he's right because that is classic Brian. What was the post? Oh, I don't it know. Was... But if you know Brian, it's very Brian. Yeah, it's it looks like it's him. Firstly, he c- tosses a coin and then I guess he's about to catch a rugby ball from Craig Doyle. Yeah, classic, uh, that looks like it's Brian. more or less what it is. That's classic, classic Brian. That's classic Brian. Classic. Also, cra- classic Craig. <laughs> yes, it's just just either, just either selling either selling double glazing and yes. conservatories or presenting throwing rugby balls. That's Craig yeah. to a T. Yeah, or standing around doing those kind of oh we're doing this ironically ads on BT that actually oh, are so yeah. bad they go beyond oh. irony and go back to oh this is this is awful what was the latest <laughs> one it's like it's not the professionals is it but it's meant to be like it's meant to be it's like a like a thing of anchorman yeah that's oh the, is oh, that what they do? Oh, that's man. what yeah oh. it's bad it's I bad watch it. I can't watch um, it so right to return to the fairy tale of Nottingham rugby, which doesn't work as a title and is no. already off to a bad start. Yeah. yeah. So it's Christmas Eve, guys. <laughs> this so right. This video came out before Christmas Eve, right? So it's but he's telling it. He's telling a story. Yes, he's telling a story about. I presume they're playing a game against Rotherham on Christmas Eve. And an old man said to him, this could be our year. Right. That's what the first lines, the few lines seem to be about. I don't know the lyrics. I wouldn't have got this at all from just having watched the video. Can't make out a word to say. But is he then referring to the previous year? Which Maybe. isn't the same year Maybe. anymore. That's the so thing that though, could have been our year. That wasn't our year. But let's remain hopeful. The central sort of theme of this song is about their hopes to get promoted to the premiership this season. Yes. So it's not even that much of a Christmas song. It's more of a, we're in the middle of our season. So hopefully after Christmas, we'll do quite well look, in the championship. Look, it's a great and very profitable genre of championship rugby songs. Yeah. Most artists attempt it one at some time. You know, Dolly Parton just released a full album of songs about trying to get promoted from the championship. <laughs> We've got Paul McCartney famously sang Wonderful Championship Time. Yeah. We've got all kinds of so many great, great examples yeah. out there. Like uh, John Lennon's playoffs are over. Yes. Merry Christmas. I'm looking at this bit here and it says Hamill was rancing and all the lads, they were bancing. Yeah, I've but no think, idea what that means. I think he could have meant Hamill was ranting. The head coach maybe was ranting. and all the Hamill is re- referring to Craig Hammond, who was the captain of Nottingham Rugby at the time. Maybe right. Hamill was ranting and yeah. all the lads were banting. But they just blew the pronunciation of it in the one take of this song that they did. Yeah. You know what happened it feels there? like VH1's behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> Not such is the, the, the level of depth and intellect in it going into the song. <laughs> you, you know what happened here, right? It was we all set for get... number one at Christmas and then things went wrong. <laughs> And just like editing back to that again and again so you can stretch out the episode for 30 minutes and it's just like eventually the song just wasn't very good. 
<laughs> We've got four stock images of Nottingham's rugby ground. We're just going to put them all over again on different pants. But the thing is, Robbie, you'll, you'll notice this, that there's, there's clips of two of the players dancing around, one of them being Captain Craig Hammond, in a corner where we used to play, Robbie. Oh, it's really? in the corner at Trent Paul at Lady Bay, where yeah. many a times we've each been tackled into touch. <laughs> is that the one hidden behind? Yeah. Like behind the hedges? Really yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to be our home ground. Huh. I once, my main memory of that pitch was one time... I it was during the season where I played every game on the wing and the 13 scored more tries than I had touches, which I think told you everything about him and that team in general. He was our best player, but he did not pass the ball. And basically he made a break. I'd got up in on his support when someone took him high. No, it was a dump tackle. Someone dump tackled him. And the referee called him over and said, okay, if there's another one, I'll send him to the bin, but I understand it was an accident, whatever. And then immediately he takes a quick tap and the same player does exactly the same thing again and dump tackles him again. And the referee says, okay, this is now your final warning and sent him back. Uh, Which isn't as funny an anecdote as it sounds, actually, now you say it. Yeah, it's like what Tom was saying earlier about Um, (laughs) in-jokes. Anyway, uh, more lyrics of this. Put the laugh track in, put the laugh track in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, more lyrics of this. I turned my face their way and dreamed about the Prem. We'll need some luck, mate. Come in the top eight. <laughs> you only get into the Prem if you finish first. Not in the top eight. Yeah, it's very very unambitious, isn't it? Eighth place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dreaming of the Premiership. It, but if we can aim for the top eight first. Look, if we get into the Premiership, it's no longer a dream. It's just a reality. And I prefer dreams. Well, yeah. There's nothing... Nothing in the lyrics about sort of passing the, the regulations for your ground and everything, which I think is a, is a vital part of getting into the Premiership, is that your, your, your ground spec is up to up to uh, the PRL sort of standards. Just like it's a massive oversight in the lyrics, which for me ruins Christmas. <laughs> they should have just stopped the song and had a kind of a reading out of the health and safety protocols that they will need to meet, and just have that be the kind of like a weird kind of breakdown bit in the middle, and then just kind of get back into the next verse, which is. I, I think it's fantastic the whole I'm a wing, I'm a lock in a scrum or a ruck because it's like it kind of plays in all those rugby archetypes that people like to, to go on where every player in a position has a specific personality otherwise they wouldn't be in that position. Like the 10 is the guy with the, the, the brill cream and the good looking dude and the, you know, the, you, know you see all these on, on rugby, bad rugby meme pages all the time. So they rhyme yes. ruck with ruck. R- rugby onslaught is what we're saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can I name them? Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> oh no. Uh, ye- yellow, yellow circle screen grab size. Yes. Oh god, they're awful. In my head, as I'm reading this, I'm reading it as you know that I remember is the song from What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson, where it's sort of I can't. What is it? What? How does it go? But it's sort of like I'm a bitch. I'm a love. Oh I'm, yes, that one. Much, yeah. I'm reading it to the tune of that. But wing. I'm a wing. I'm a lock. <laughs> yes, yes, it fits. It's just like, oh, there's a, a Haskell-esque line here. Yeah, it is just the Haskell line. Do you think we can get David Jackson, former Nottingham fullback, to sue James Haskell for this? I I think we're onto something here. So do you uh, want to tell people the line? Tom, why don't you indulge us? The line right here is, just to get us like to, to lead you into it, it's, 
Uh, I'm a wing, I'm a lock in a scrum or a ruck, clearing out a ruck. I don't believe it's a luck. I'm captain, I'm flanker. People call me a blank. Uh, I'll leave it up to you. I'll leave, the, I'll leave the rest up to you, dear reader. Right, let's play Christmas blankety blank. What could it be? <laughs> but then the next one, but I've done more for Nottingham than Robin Hood. It's just isn't true. Firstly, that's not true. Secondly, they tried to cram Robin Hood into a single syllable. She can't and it do. So, um, th- this verse isn't sung by Captain Craig Hammond, who is the captain and the flanker. But okay. they show him on the video turning to the camera and singing along with this. So. Mm. David Jackson, fullback, wrote this line for him to sing, including the people call me a wanker bit. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I, I jumped to a conclusion yeah, there. Please, we, haven't, okay we haven't played blankety <laughs> blank yet. What could it be? People call me a, <laughs> is it A, chartered surveyor? <laughs> B, a fine ender of disputes? Or C, just a well-mannered man? <laughs> <laughs> people call me James Haskell. <laughs> could be any of them, could be any, who knows? But I suppose it is a good way, after insulting your skipper in one line, to then compliment him in the next one and say that he's done more for Nottingham than Robin Hood by but, maybe no, but, keeping them out of the relegation zone in the, the championship. Here's the other thing, right? <laughs> so Robin Hood didn't do anything for Nottingham. He was a criminal. Like, he stole money from Nottingham. <laughs> so the lowest, there's the lowest possible bar in that I am not a criminal who actively set out to try and try and bankrupt the state, to try and bankrupt the city. Factually correct. Yeah. I, I, have, I have this, this, this hobby that I look at, and it's looking at trash memes, or like trash beats, mm. but with all these guys who are like, you know, really listen to it and like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And that seems like one of those kind of lines that somebody would drop in in a really bad rap battle to just be like, and then kind of like dropping the mic. Oh, as a really in the background. oh don't more for Nottingham than, than Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just embarrassing. Like, again, that's the, like, that, that is that one of those things where maybe the captain, maybe he wanted him to say it, jump in and do that line. And it's just like, this is all very embarrassing. And especially because of the way that they've kind of slowed down his face to really choppy black and white bit during that bit in the song it's yeah. just beautiful cringe material i really hope it's almost like do... a razor head <laughs> i want them to do an updated version of this song where they point out the fact robin hood never signed for hong kong scottish <laughs> <laughs> what if he did what if that's an untold bit of legend <laughs> to be fair i don't have any proof of that they um... missed that bit in the universal crack film another inaccuracy i also like the fact that they the third second and the third line they just think what rhymes with rock Ruck. It's, yeah. <laughs> but it's like they wrote the flank of wanker joke. It's very, it's very mum spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> but I look, they wrote the flank of wanker joke and they can't, oh, we can't do that joke twice. We can't have two rugby word that rhymes with a swear word jokes. So what else rhymes with ruck? Yeah. Oh, I'm all out of luck. Like it seems to me, sometimes you can see in these parody songs, you can see the line that somebody thought of and God, wouldn't that be funny if we did a whole version of this? Yeah. And I think the whole I'm captain, I'm flanker, people call me a wanker, I think was the line that they went, we should do the whole song of this. It'll be brilliant. And they were wrong. So um, pretty important bit of context on the next verse where they say we could be in the prem. Well, so can anyone. I mean, firstly, like Manawatu Turbos are not getting into Premiership next season. <laughs> yeah, CBC, um, you don't know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he follows it up by saying, I set my sights on this when I first joined you. Uh, th- this was sung by Nick Rouse, second row, who had just come from being on loan to London Irish. The season after this, Nottingham didn't get into the Premiership and he went back to London Irish. So he set his sights on it when he first joined them and they didn't achieve it. <laughs> they should do a kind of an aftermath of the video where it's all in kind of very sad piano music and then just kind of live like the subtitles of he did not indeed, we, we, we did not get to the Prem, so he left. <laughs> you know the, the th- best thing about this though? The BBC could play this uncensored. Look at them. This is big opportunity to miss a sliding door moment for these, for these guys. <laughs> I, I, can't wait for, I can't wait for next year's debate on Radio 1. What are we going to play? The, uh, the, the Which version? We'll play the not on a one. <laughs> right. So now comes, in my opinion, the best bit of this song, the, the big plot twist at the end. So the last verse is, keep your feet on the ground. The league's so tight now. The playoffs are in our sights. I build my dreams around them. That was sung by centre Ayula Erinle who, two years prior to this, started for England against the All Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> for England and Leicester play, really. <laughs> and, I mean, he's, I don't remember him at all, other than the fact that he's, like, I've noticed before that, like, he's a, this really forgettable player and seen, wait, he has England to his name. So, like, I'm aware oh, of no, him he, he was, for, for that. He's probably underrated. Like, he's Alex really? Shaw's, like, favourite player. Really? And, like, Alec, Alex Shaw's, like, the most sort of niche rugby man you can find. So he's, okay, like, he's, a... he's a properly sort of underrated gem. Right. Mm. Interesting. So the England backline in that game um, was Mark Waito at fullback. Oh, Always him, good. Really. Always yeah, good. This is a good start. Matt Banahan and Ugo Monia on the wings. Monia's, mm-hmm. Monia's doing okay. Dan Hipkiss and Ayula uh, Arinle in the centres. What Arinle, a midfield. Arinle went off for Shane Geraghty at 62 minutes. Hello. Um, I'll remind you, this is against the All Blacks. Johnny Wilkinson <laughs> at 10 and Paul Hodgson at 9. This was record win for England, yeah? Okay, we'll get on to this. The pack I missed was... that era of England. It was banter, wasn't it? <laughs> the pack it was, was just... Tim Payne, Dylan Hartley, Duncan Bell, Steve Borthwick, yes! Joe Worsley, Lewis Moody and James Haskell. The New Zealand team, are you ready for this? <laughs> Mills Moleaina, Zach Guilford and Sitaveni Sivavato on the wings, Conrad Smith and Mar Nonu in the centres, Dan Carter and Jimmy Cowan as halfbacks. Pack, Woodcock, Hoare, Franks. Thorne, Donnelly. Thompson, McCaw, Reed. What do you think the score was? What year was it? 2009. It wasn't that. It was close, wasn't it? It was, it was yeah, it was like... It wasn't too bad. That's, that's when... the same year that Monier played fullback against Argentina and gave Ruddy Data about three years worth of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Because no, oh, the O'Gara stuff he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I'm thinking a 20 point win for the Aldex. Not it was huge. Yeah, I'm gonna say 28 12 or something. Yeah, 29 14. It was 19 6 to the Aldex. Jimmy Cowan scored the only try, which is very good for that team. Yeah, because they, they beat us 19 12 the same year. Because that's the year that Alan Wynn intercepted it. Yeah, yeah. It so was. I remember not, not far off, was it? Yeah, Zach Guilford's first and, cap. So this is my, my theory about this song, was that 2009, when Arena had his, his big high, you know, he got his first cap for England the previous week, then he got his second and final cap against the All Blacks, starting it inside centre. That was the same year that Christmas number one 
was Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine <laughs> by a popular petition. Hey, that band is far too political for me. I got really upset when they got <laughs> yeah, political. I, pre- I prefer the old stuff when, uh, you know, <laughs> they spoke about why doesn't she like me rather than the politics. So I think Arena was then inspired by this and thought, it's, it's doable. We could make a Christmas number one. And he informed David Jackson, who wrote this song, and it got 8,000 views on YouTube. <laughs> And I, I like the, the, the fact that the last kind of verse of this, you know, the keep your feet in the ground stuff, that seems like the stuff they kind of added in at the last bit. So, hey, let's not give the opposition anything to put up on the, on, on the walls here, you know, or anything to be playing and getting them really furious before a game. Hey, did they think they're already up in the prem? <laughs> so just like, yeah, the league's so tight now and the playoffs are in our sights, but we've got to keep our feet in the ground too, guys. Showing that last bit of bit from the, you know, like you'd like you'd hear it in the most bland pre-game press or ever. It's just... Imagine if they had got promoted. David Jackson hears that song, or hears the follow-up they write a few weeks later about wanting and... to get relegated. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he so he writes a follow-up. Right, they're playing Sale. Steve Diamond hears it and he rings up and he says, "Oh, enjoy the rest of your songwriting life." And then hangs up on him, having played the song to the entire squad. I've got to say, like, as much as I respect the fact that Exeter in 10 years, they got promoted, they finished outside the relegation zone, they then finished top half, then in the playoffs, then the top two, then they won it, then they won Europe, and then they did Mm. the the double and whatever. But they could have at least written a Christmas song each year about, this year we're going to finish top half, boys. And track it. Like, I think at the time, Steve Diamond was chief songwriter at at Sharks, so he was probably very... (laughs) Like he was upset, he was needled by that, you know, them like thinking, oh, they think they think they're writing better songs than us, lads. Can you believe it? Can you believe that's what they think? I just yeah. like <laughs> I like the idea of, of him doing literally every single job possible at sale, like canteen chief. You know. <laughs> I think I think at the time Steve Diamond was working with Tom Chaplin, the lead singer with Keen on his solo album. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think he was just frustrated with the sort of infiltration of, of drugs in pop music, which not really clearly done. So I, th- I, th- I think that's why he was rightfully needled. <laughs> I also like the fact that it's clearly recorded in one take and they could have gone, should we do it again? It's like, no, 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 no. We, we, <laughs> no. we, we nailed it there. Well, you At one notice. point, it sounds like Harvey Firestein just sings one line and then stops. <laughs> like, the, the, verse, the verse starts with someone with like a gravelly voice. They sing one line and the next bit, it's like this George Michael-esque sort of like falsetto singing the rest of the verse. Just slight, they overlap. Half of them sing like half a word and then realise, oh shit, that wasn't meant to be me singing that line. Just it's clearly a guy just sort of recording and going, guys, this is <laughs> this is X Factor ain't got a hope of this year, have they? You can you can witness in the shot of them all singing, uh, you can witness Tim Strether, who is stood second from the far left, is just looking around and kind of la- like laughing in an embarrassed manner. And he's clearly thinking, like, well, if I get caught actually in on this joke singing along, Saracens are never gonna sign me. <laughs> I looked very on Saracen's behaviour to be in this song, right? <laughs> yeah. He needs to be getting a, a record deal and, uh, you know, some suspicious uh, extra money in his account <laughs> yeah. from it. A, a record deal from Nigel Ray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His <laughs> <laughs> way around it is he signs Mario Toji on a free album contract. I've looked at the fairness, that, that, that first like, album was like, these trash beats. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Well, I mean, Benno Urbano is putting out music, so... Yeah, you know, Vakatar really was can... got music on Spotify, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was about, yeah, Vakatar was... Is, I mean, it's remarkable. There's, there's like footage of him sitting in the corner playing original songs on the guitar. It's remarkable. And no one's seen it. Ben Foden levels of guitar? 
oh he's he's actually solid <laughs> it's weird i uh, yeah all the videos have got like a hundred views and i've been trying to work out how do i drop this in properly so i keep thinking like a six nations video i just drop in like is one of vakatawa's original hits <laughs> to soundtrack him tearing apart italy or something <laughs> Family guy, can't wait to eat your cutaway. Just yeah. <laughs> I've looked up the um the Nottingham team from this. Yeah. So the team that played against London Irish London Welsh rather in the Look, opening Alex game. Alex Lewington was playing for them at this point. Oh yeah. James Arledge played for them at this point. Cesar Sempere, the Spain fullback. Did he play for them? He was playing for them. Right. Uh, Jack Cobden, who went on to play for yeah, Romania. For Romania. Yeah. Uh, James Arledge played for Japan in the 2011 World Cup. Tim Eustace played for the USA in the 2011 World Cup. Uh, Tom Youngs, who went on to play for the Lions two years later. Uh, hooker Alex I Shaw saw, at number eight, um, yeah, who I presume isn't one. that I one. looked this up, yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked at their team that played against London Scottish in like round three right. and saw that starting at 13 for London Scottish was Elliot Daly. Wow. Yeah. Is that Elliot Daly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very yeah. same. Ivan Novello winner, Elliot Daly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There to practice throwing things into bins. <laughs> the thing I love about this podcast, it comes full circle. Um, I, I have nothing more to say on that. I apologize. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nottingham in the end finished fifth this season, so missed out on the playoffs. Oh, but top eight. But top eight. Yeah, top eight. Which eight. Is, is yeah. all they promised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also promised that they'd be a wing and a lock at once, apparently. There's all five repairs. Yes, that's it. I hope somebody cleared out a ruck at some point. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem. <laughs> I don't believe it's a luck. <laughs> also, the all the boys from Nottingham Rugby Club, when they crammed that in, really bothered me. And they keep going back to that like it's a good idea. Okay, cool. Right, the, the, uh, the eerie <laughs> silence. That we all, yeah, we all, we all agreed there. We're all in, in very much in agreement. Laugh track. <laughs> yes. Uh, should should we just mean. quickly pick a, a man of the match and a dick of the day? Yes. <laughs> so, should we start with man of the match? For yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta give it to Beansy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's great. Don't get him those three points though. No, Beansy, good, good, good guy. Yeah, good, not exceptional, but good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> My man of the match has to be James Haskell for insane amounts of bants and being just an all-round good civil servant or whatever like, else. It, it uncomprehendable amount of bants for, from, from Haskell, which is just beautiful. Like he's in, it's just, I can't even begin. I'm not even, I'm, you know not even going to start trying to comprehend it. I'm not, I'm not ready. My man of the match is one Dickie Rock for at Dickie Rock 111 for making an excellent point about Paul O'Connor wearing a poppy. And the Dickie Rock is actually an, an Irish. There's this a, a genre of Irish music called country and Irish, which right. is kind of this weird mix between kind of US swing music and American country music. And Dickie Rock was a, and is, I think he's still alive, a very popular Irish country and Irish singer. So there you go. Okay. Does he qualify as soft? Yes. <laughs> Despite the name. What well, what does Daniel O'Donnell qualify as, apart from a pensioner? He'd be in the same <laughs> Genre as Dickie Rock. Oh, there you go. I know what I'm getting my mother for this Christmas. <laughs> oh, you, sorry. I just made a noise out loud. The BBC have renewed Mrs. Brown's Boys until 2026. Yes, great. As if 2020 couldn't get any worse. <laughs> Never. Um, yeah. Okay, my, my, live my man of the match, is it? Yes, Ben. I was going to go for Tom Chaplin for resisting yeah, the urge to make so. music without drugs. <laughs> or the, the one, there was three comments on that Carter video, and one of them was, look, mum, 
they've sent me a nice message for Christmas, <laughs> which I thought was nice. But uh, since we've talked a lot about virgins in this podcast, I'm going to go for the Virgin Mary because it's Christmas. <laughs> James Haskell's best friend. Yeah. Um, and she quickly, Dick of the Day. Oh, Richard Madeley, because I bloody love it. <laughs> Dick of the Day. I mean, it is kind of everyone involved in Nottingham Rugby's video. But I, I feel I'm going to give it to the guy holding the gun against Dan Carter's head. <laughs> Um, I'm giving Dick of the Day to the last snowman who jumped in that pile because he was totally in the side and his team couldn't frankly afford to go down to two men. So, yeah, my, my Dick of the Day is Beansy after three points because Eggs, he, he like he's going to have over there and have a word with him and Jono and Cheeks were saying they were going to do the same. They've got to have a word with him. It's kind of getting out of hand at this stage with the points. Someone's got to say something to him for sure. Problem with Beansy, he just can't handle his booze. Yeah, classic Beansy. <laughs> It's always um, like that. I think I've got two Dick of the Days. Eiffel 95 for not giving the rights uh, to the music Blue for that Sky Sports video. Because <laughs> that's clearly what it was based on. Um, yeah. And then Ivan Novello for just completely ignoring Nottingham's Christmas song at the 2008 Awards. <laughs> I don't know who Ivor is, but I've got a bone to pick with him. <laughs> what won the Grammy that year? <laughs> what? What? Who I can tell you David Jackson? And Kanye West is walking on stage. Nottingham Forest <laughs> deserve this. Taylor got a great album, but Nottingham Rugby Club, they deserve this. Let you I'll let you finish. <laughs> but Craig Hammond was the greatest Nottingham RFC and Hong Kong Scottish captain of all time. <laughs> all right. Adika Marnie wants a word. But um, yeah. we are going to wrap it up like a with a Christmas bow there. Um, ben, nice. Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Cheers, nice. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope you've had as much fun listening as we have recording it. Can I, say, <laughs> can I just say one thing? Yeah, please. Eat plenty, drink loads, and, and go for a little drive after to this podcast. The streets are empty. It's Christmas, you know. Just, just knock yourself out, which you will do if you drank enough. <laughs> Um, all right thank you very much i hope you're having a wonderful christmas wherever you are and we'll it feels disingenuous to do a link back to say we're covering tonga against france next (laughs) can we just be like a natural segue thing (laughs) just do this working out for us yeah (laughs) (laughs) just prepare for the inevitable that's all i'm doing (laughs) All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Good night. Merry Christmas. Okay. That was chaotic. Love it. (laughs)